Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 329. Today, we take another step in understanding the Tanakh. The Old Testament, the Older Testament, the Bible that John the Baptist, Jesus, Peter, Andrew, James, John, Paul, all of the apostles used. It was the only Bible that they had because the New Testament, called the Berit Hadashah, the New Covenant, had not been written yet. And so what is the Tanakh? The Tanakh is three letters, T, N, and K, sometimes written T N K H because of the the soft sound of K. Now the T stands for Torah. That's the first five books of the Bible. So we take the first letter of Torah T, and that is the T of Tanakh. And then the second letter is an N, as in Nancy. It is the word Nebi or Nevi as in Victor, Nebi as in boy, or Nevi as in Victor. That is the word for prophet. When you put an I-M on the end, it means prophets. It's plural in Hebrew. So Nebiim or Nevi'im, depending upon your particular pronunciation, that is the word for prophets. And that's where we get the N in T-N-K. And then you have the Kethuvim or the Kethubim. Again, it's the difference between a B as in boy and a V as in Victor. Now, the Kethuvim is the word for writings. And so that is where you get the K or the sometimes KH sound and letter and lettering. And so you have TNK, the law, the prophets, and the writings. The Torah which doesn't mean law. It really is the word for instruction, Torah, instruction. The prophets, what the prophets said, and that is the former and latter prophets in the Tanakh, in what we call the Old Testament of Jesus' day. And then the Ketuvim, and that is the writings. Those are the books of history. Included in that is also Daniel. And so you'll hear me refer to the Tanakh. This is what Jesus would have referred to this book that we call the Old Testament as the Tanakh. Now, he references that in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, after his resurrection, after he had been talking with the disciples on the road to Emmaus, we call it Emmaus. And while he was talking with them, he told them to search the scriptures. Well, what scriptures was he talking? about the same scriptures, graphe, that Paul was talking about in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16 when he said, all scripture, every scripture, any scripture is out of the mouth of God, theopneustos. It is God-breathed and it is profitable. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And that's the same scripture. It's a reference to what we call the Tanakh or the Old Testament. 
And so when you look at the Old Testament in our Bibles, it would have been categorized and sectioned differently than it would have been during the days of Jesus. In that same discussion in Luke chapter 24, when later Jesus appeared to his disciples, when the disciples from the road to Emmaus experience had gotten back to Jerusalem, Jesus appeared. And he said that they were to search the Tanakh, the law, the Torah, as it's translated, law, and the prophets and the Psalms. And that was the sectioning that I just referred to. You say, well, you said the law, the prophets, and the writings. But now Jesus said in Luke 24, 44, the law, the prophets, and the Psalms. Why would he say the Psalms? Because he was a rabbi, and he knew the word of God, and he spoke as a rabbi with great authority, more than any who had ever lived on the earth, because after all, he is Jesus, the Son of God, the Messiah. And so Jesus just used that term of endearment of familiarity, the Torah, the Nebi'im, and the Ketuvim, instead of saying that, he just mentioned the first book in the writings, which is the Psalmoi. It is the Psalms. This is why in Luke 24, 44, you have that distinction because that is what someone who would have been familiar, so familiar with the scriptures that it was a part of who they were. They would just refer to the first book or the first scroll in that section of the Ketuvim. Now, the reason that I'm doing this is because as we go through this systematic uh, panoramic study of the great story of God, we are not going to use the Hebrew sectioning. We're going to use the Septuagint sectioning, that is the Greek sectioning as was laid out by the great rabbis and scribes 270 years before Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And as you know, it is divided in our Bibles, and it is divided in different sections or categories. For instance, the first section is called the books of the law. Now, that's identical with what the Jews would call the Torah, that T in Tanakh, T-N-K. And it had five books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. By the way, all of those are Greek names, as I mentioned in the last podcast, and will not repeat myself here. And then there were, after the five books of the law, there were the 12 books of history. You had Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther. Now, when I was in my first year of Bible college in Dallas, Texas at the Crystal College, I had to have every kind of device needed that I could come up with, mnemonic devices, that is, any kind of rhyming device or any kind of alliteration or any kind of help that I could get or aid, I used it. And so the way I remembered these 12 books of history is there were three singles, three doubles, and three singles. You had Joshua. Judges, Ruth, 1st and 2nd Samuel, 1st and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles. Those were the three doubles. And then Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther, which were the second set of singles. And then you had the books of poetry. There were five of those in the sectioning of the Septuagint. Now remember, the Septuagint means 70. Tradition says that 70 scribes and 70 rabbi slash scribes 
they were assigned to translate the Hebrew scriptures, the text of the Hebrew Bible, into Greek, and they separated all 70. 70 days later, they came back, and they all had letter for letter the same translation, and that is why it's called the Septuagint, sometimes abbreviated by Roman numerals LXX in commentaries. And so this is the division that we're going to study because this is what is in our Bibles, not in the Bible sectioning that Jesus used and the apostles in the Hebrew sectioning. That's for a later date in another course. But the books of poetry now are five, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon. And then you had the books of prophecy, and there were 17 of those. Five, what we call major prophets, and 12, what we call minor prophets. Now, personally, I don't like that sectioning because in our language, the words that we speak often have not only definition, which is the meaning of a word, but connotation, which is the baggage that comes along with that word. And when we divide something in major and minor, major many times has the connotation of priority or more important than minor. And that's just simply not the case. And the major prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, which was the mourning and the weeping prophet Jeremiah that was attached to the book of Jeremiah. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, and Daniel are the five major prophets. And then you had the minor prophets, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. Now this had to do with the length of the book, not with the importance of the book. And so so when we talk about major and minor, we're actually talking about the length and the weight of a book, not the aspects of whether it is the inspired Word of God and part of it is major and more priority than the other. No, that's why I question those particular terms. And so if we looked at the way the Bible is divided up in our English Bibles, if you just open up and look at the table of contents, you're going to have five books of law, 12 books of history five books of poetry, 17 books of prophets, which are divided five major prophets and 12 minor prophets. That gives us 39 books, almost the number 40 rounded off. And so when you have 39 books and you're trying to learn and grasp a sectioning of 39 books, that's very difficult. Now, remember, as we looked at the book of Genesis, we went back not to the chapter divisions that came about in the 13th century, not the verse divisions that came about in the 16th century, but we went back to the sectioning according to the linguistic keys of the book of Genesis from the Hebrew text in which it was written. And we saw that there were 10 sections, not 50 chapters, but 10 chapters, and those 10 chapters after what we call chapter 1, verses 1 through chapter 2 and verse 4 in our Bibles, that is the introduction. This is how we got here. Here is what the story is, and here it is how it unfolds. And then God began to press upon his people to hand down these detailed facts about how we got here and why we are here and how God did what he did. And then he began to give in 10 sections 
what I gave to you in the podcast uh, number 328. If you've not listened to that, you need to go back and listen to it because podcast 328, when we break down the book of origins, and that's what Genesis is, it comes from the Greek word ganao, which means beginnings, and it is the origins of, of everything, of the heaven and the earth, the universe, how man got here, how the animals got here, how water got here, how the earth and the dirt got here, how all of the creepy crawling things got here, how the fish of the sea got here. Then about our fall and our first uh, parents, how they fell before God into sin. And because Adam sinned, a curse was brought upon all of humanity, but not just humanity, upon the entire universe and God's creation. Why? Because man was the apex of God's creation. He was the height of creation. And then it talks about the redemption that God promised and the salvation that he gave. But indeed, man, the day that he sinned, that's the day that he died. That's the day he became separated from God. And only by God's grace and mercy was he brought back to himself. This is the unfolding of the great story of God and how God drove them out of the garden, out of paradiso, out of the garden of Eden, and how that God made a way that they could come back one day to him, paradise lost and then paradise gained, and how that came about, how God was merciful, even though man was desperately wicked and the heart was desperately wicked, and man became more and more debauched and sinful, and God promised that he would not allow this to happen, and so he brought about the great flood, and then he had a new beginning with Noah. That's why Noah is called the eighth, because the eight is the concept and the number of new beginnings. After the completeness of seven, that means he is the new beginning, and that's exactly what God did, was give a brand new beginning with Noah, and uh, then we come to the story of Abraham in chapter 12. Now, what I'm trying to tell you is that the entire book of origins that we call Genesis, that we call the beginning of everything, which it was, only has 10 chapters in the Hebrew text. That is, it has 10 sections that begin with the word toldoth. That is, these are the generations of, this is the history of, these are the lineages of, and it goes on to talk about people. Why? Because God builds his story around people, not just events, even the flood, as great as an event as it was, it was built around people. Now, by the way, this ought to give us a clue of how God did deals with man and how God's methods are all the way down through time and into eternity. God brings about events, yes, but he uses people. This is what we need to be interested in is people and not make events an end in themselves because they're part of the story. You better believe it. And God had some miraculous, wonderful events, but it's all built around people. And so in the next podcast, we're going to begin to break down what we have in our English Bible, 39 books into a fourth of that, a quarter of that, down to 10 books based on the flow of our English Bibles. That's right. Based upon the chronology of our English Bibles. That's right. Based upon the great panorama of the story of God. Why am I doing this? So that you can learn to tell the story of God from memory right out of the scriptures. And you don't need to remember 39 books. No, I'll let you know where all of those fall into place in the great story and time periods of God. But if you will just be with me in these podcasts, I 
I promise you, you will learn the story of God. Because what I'm trying to do is whet your appetite. I'm upfront about this in these podcasts to get you to the Bible Time Classroom, where you have 30 minutes of Bible teaching, video teaching, complete with graphics and scriptures to help you understand the Word of God, and then materials that will help you to follow up so that on your own or in a small group or in your church, you together can learn the Word of God and the great story of God. Now, why would we do this? So that we can know more about God? Yes, but the reason we want to know more about God is so that we can know Him and find His will for our lives and do it. This is the greatest adventure in all of life, is to know God, to know God's will for our lives, and then by His grace to do it. That's why we're doing these On The Way podcasts. That's why we're doing Bible Time broadcast. That's why we're doing Bible Time Classroom. That's why I've given the rest of my life to writing and preaching and teaching and to teaching leaders and investing my life into pastors and doing that through the conduit of the local assembly that God ordained to be the great discipler of men. Well, that's all I can give you today as we walk on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at tonycrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at tonycrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.